Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, this is Jennifer S. Royal, and welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Today's episode is all about love, finding love, and also mending a broken heart. My guest, Jenner Linden, is a coach helping people to transform their love life and really starting to search for love in the right places and to start with yourself, getting in the right mood for love and especially getting ready for love in general. We will touch on that with Kundalini Yoga and Generative Trance, some techniques that Jenner is using when working with her clients. She also created a meditation for mending a broken heart and does offer some love strategy sessions. So obviously there is some strategy involved when it comes to your love life, not only with your business. So I'm sure you will take a lot of great tips from today's episode on love and how you can improve your love life and how you can find love or the right partner for your life to take your life in general to the next level. Before we go in today's interview, I have an announcement for you. So finally, I made it and I finished my very first brand new own online course. So I hosted that on Udemy to get started in this new world on online courses. And the course is all about how you can build a profitable network through podcasting. You know, my passion is podcasting. And I just found a way to describe how powerful podcasting actually is when it comes to building your business network and how to reach out and places where you can find great people to connect with. So it's a special for all my listeners. Below this episode will be a link to a coupon where you can get 90% off the course because normally it's $200. So you can get it for just $10. Get started. It's a three-hour video course and you get all my insights, everything I collected, learned from podcasting and all the secret tips I'm using myself to grow my personal business network on a daily basis. So a good chance for you to look into that class, enjoy the content and get ready to be inspired. That's my tip for today. And of course, I'm really happy if you take the course and could leave a nice review that helps me promote the course a little further. So let's get back to the interview and our topic of today, love. So everyone's interested in that. And I think we can all learn and get a better in this topic, also spreading more love. So here's my guest for you. Welcome, Jenner Linden. 
Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. And it's a great pleasure to have you on the show today. And we are talking about love and also like <laughs> the hard things about love and dealing with limiting beliefs as well as what to do when your heart gets broken. But before we go into all of that, can you give us a brief overview, Jenner, of who you are and what you are doing? Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm, I'm Jenner and I love to say that I work with brilliant women in connecting them with their heart and really getting ready for love. And, uh, when I was around the age of 29, I was in the midst of another heartbreak with the same guy I had been dating for three years on and off. And uh, once again, he was dumping me because he couldn't commit. <laughs> it was the same old story, but this time we were living together and it, it hit a lot harder. And I knew it was the end. This was, this was it. And I wanted something different. I was ready for something different. And it's really this heartbreak that propelled me on this journey to go inward And since then, I have done so much inner work and really connected with the truth of who I am through seminars and books and lots of meditation and yoga and retreats and all of the things. And probably about maybe four years into my, my work, I met my husband and uh, we've been happily married for six years in January. So this, this month that we're recording it anyway. So that's exciting. And uh, from, from all of the transformation that I've done myself, I've created a five-step process that I love working with women through. And it's called Heart. And it's really about connecting with, with who you really are and shifting old patterns and habits and limiting beliefs that we've picked up uh, that we think that are pieces of ourselves but maybe aren't so much and, and really help shift out of those to get ready for real love. Yeah, so you mentioned that we have to get ready for love. So this is quite a statement. And what <laughs> would you say, Jenner, how can we prepare or really get ready to receive love, to give love? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that, Jennifer, because I think it is so important to get ready for love. And as, as humans, we crave that connection, that um, feeling adored and feeling wanted and, and someone um, admiring you. And, and then, of course, sexually as well, right? Like we really crave those things that's, that we're human. And so oftentimes we'll jump from one relationship to the next. And we don't take a moment to pause. And by a moment, I, you know, it depends on how long you've been with somebody, but it, it could be quite a while to really to really connect inward, to go inward. And I know as uh, myself anyway, in, in my dating life, and I've seen in many women, when we start dating somebody new, it's like we pick up a lot of their habits. We pick up some of their habits and we start doing some of the things that they like to do and vice versa. They pick up some things that they like to do that we do as well, right? And so when we break up, it's kind of that chance to like regroup, You know, like, oh, do I really enjoy actually running marathons or would I just do that because he liked doing that or you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it kind of gives you the opportunity to go back in and connect and, and really get clear on on what you do want. And 
The other important piece of it is, you know, generally uh, when people are getting into relationship or getting married, they're hoping it's forever, right? And so when we do this work, this inner work, this getting ready for love work, we're more likely to have it last. We're more likely to not just jump into something because we crave love. We're more likely to connect with somebody who also wants a committed relationship and is willing to do the work to have it last throughout the years. Mm, that is amazing. So what would you say, Jenna, you as an expert, which role does self-love play in this process? Oh, well, self-love is a huge piece of it. And I like to call it uh, whole self-love because I think a lot of times people think of self-love, they think, you know, taking bubble baths or meditation or journaling or listening to beautiful music. And all of those things are a piece of self-love. But when you think, when I think about whole self-love, it's really loving all aspects of yourself. So even those pieces that we don't like about ourselves, the shadow, the ones that lurk there, you know, like these emotions or feelings that we have that we're like, mm, I'm going to push that down because that's not, that's not me, or I don't like that about me or that kind of thing. So it really is this embrace of all of these aspects that are really going to um, have you feel whole, have you feel whole self-love. Mm, that makes absolutely sense what you are saying there. So, Jenna, when we have a look on the movies, like on Hollywood or Bollywood, it's always the same story, like a boy meets girl, boy loses girl, and then a boy gets girl back. So when there's a happy <laughs> end. And it seems so easy and wonderful in all these great pictures, and they have fantastic dates, and everything is amazing, and everything is easy with the families, and they have this big drama, but then it turns out an unhappy end. But when mm. we look on the other hand at the real love in the real life it's really complicated it's tough <laughs> and after about two years you have to deal with some big issues of your partner that suddenly come up and you have to deal with family issues and things from the past from with patterns with beliefs so why is that why is there such a different world in hollywood than it is in reality <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think they are coming out with some different things now that are kind of basing it a little bit more in reality. But you know, it's the Hollywood movies are all about like the dating part, right? Like the that part when when we um, when it's really fun, and we get to be our best selves together. And we haven't yet shed down those walls, like we're not, you know, maybe farting in front of each other or things like that, right? Like we're just being perfect and we get all dressed up and we do our hair and we do all the things. And um, so it's a, it's a fun part. Like it's really fun to be in that energy. It's really playful and um, vibrant. And I think that's why, you know, Hollywood likes to stationalize that piece of the world of dating and, and romance because, you know, after the two years or even one year, whatever it is, those things that were super cute about your partner start becoming really annoying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not so cute anymore. <laughs> And they start getting on your nerves little by little by little, right? <laughs> And who wants to stationalize that in Hollywood? <laughs> who wants to watch a movie about that? <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, that that is really true. So I, as a magician, once came across the saying that love is the closest thing to magic we have. What would you say, Jenner? Mm, yeah, I really love that. I mean, love is the highest vibration. It's the highest vibration that we can absolutely be. And I believe love and not like in this like ooey gooey kind of like, you know, love like Hollywood sensationalized love, but really like this vibration of pure love. I believe that's who we are. And I think when you speak about magic, when we're, we're speaking in that world, the higher vibration that we are, the more we're connected with who we are, the easier it is for the magic that we're creating to come to us. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And uh, also it is said that love is the most powerful force in the whole universe. What is your mm -hmm. take on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, each, all of our emotions have a vibration to them. So I think, I'm not sure what the lowest one is, but I know the highest one is love, but, you know, probably fear or something, something like that. Right. And it, each of our emotions vibrate at a different, at a different vibration. And so when we're talking about um, magic and the universe and the, in the purest form, it's like when you're, when you're vibrating at that energy of love, it's, absolutely can shift any of the vibrations that are below it yes that's the yeah. magic formula behind it so <laughs> yep. but and then it, it and it sounds easy right like oh yeah just love but then it's like when you get in those moments or those relationships where there doesn't feel like there's any love how do we bring that in not that it really is within an essence of what I feel like in a in a way we're here to learn like how do we shift that back to love But at the same time, when I say that, it's like um, it's playing in that world of duality. So it's not it's not to say just because we're not vibrating, vibrating love, you know, 24 seven. I don't I don't think that would be uh, possible, nor is that the reason why I think we're here and, you know, experiencing all these human emotions. There is quite a range. So even, you know, even if we're dipping into fear or anger or whatever it is, I think it's really important to have the duality of both because if we don't um if we don't get out of the love vibration we never really know what it is you know does that make sense like if we're in yeah. sadness we can kind of go oh i remember what love feels like and when you're in love you can remember what sadness feels like like there's this duality to it that i think is really really important sure because then you have something to compare it about and there is no light without shadow and it's said that mm -hmm. only sun makes a desert so i think you're right that <laughs> the duality is is really required for that so jenna when we reach this point in a relationship where hollywood starts to fade slowly and the the real issues come up in a relationship How is it best to deal with it and stay in the relationship even when things get really tough? Mm, yeah, well, so from my perspective, I think that's why it's really important to do the work before you get into relationship, right? So that when you start having these issues coming up, you're both stronger and able to deal with them better. And so because I don't really work with couples. I don't really, I mostly work with single people, but I can, I can go into my relationship and tell you what definitely works for us. And so when there's that moment when it is, um, 
when it's really heavy or it's really hard or it just doesn't feel good or, you know, it's the stuff that you were just talking about. I really, I think for us, the most important thing or the thing that really does work is being able to break down what's happening. And by that, I mean, um, like getting out of the story of what's happening because we all have our own story, right? So you could get into a fight with somebody and the person that you got into a fight with will say that you said this thing or that thing or whatever. And then you're like, no, I never said that thing. I said this. And then it becomes a whole nother, like, you know, uh, <laughs> big fight. So it's really important to distinguish exactly what happened you know, um, so like an example is like, say, you know, wanting my husband to take out the garbage and he doesn't take it out. And then we, you know, get into a fight about that. Right. So the, the common marriage fight, the toilet seat or the taking out the garbage. <laughs> and so um, so then it's, you know, what I mean by breaking it down, what happened is is removing the emotions and the feelings from it and, and, and all the stuff that goes along with it and really getting clear on, OK, you know, I asked you to take the garbage out and then you took the garbage out or you didn't take the garbage out five hours later. That's what happened. Right. So that's it. And then you can really start getting underneath it for yourself. Why that was so upsetting. So like, well, I just feel like I wasn't heard. Right. Like, I, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't heard and I had to repeat myself or I feel like I have to keep reminding you of that. And I have other things to think about, you know, like, so you can start getting underneath what the actual issue is instead of it just being this surfacey, like take the garbage out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So Jenner, you are really an expert when it comes to limiting beliefs and where they come from. And I'm sure that this is something that can really block us from living a fulfilling relationship. Yeah, yeah, it can. It definitely can. And so, yeah, limiting beliefs, I think, are really interesting. And it's a it's a term that I think a lot of people understand. And I don't I don't really love the I don't love saying limiting beliefs, although they feel very limiting. They really are just beliefs that we have uh, created for ourselves over our lives. And Just to give you a, a kind of a quick idea on or theory on where they came from and, and why we even have them is between the ages of uh, zero and eight years old, the logical part of our brain is dormant. So in a time when we are figuring out who we are in the world and you know what this world is all about, And how we fit into our tribe, you know, our tribe with our, our family and our parents and our siblings and cousins and, and the neighbors and everything, we don't really have the logical discern to really say who we are. And so <clears throat> this is where the beliefs start coming on and sticking, really sticking for us. It's also a time when we're really in our egoic mind. So everything is about us. So if your parents are fighting, even if it's about the garbage, you think it's about you, right? So um, so it's a really interesting, it's kind of like a, to me, it's kind of like a ha-ha from the universe, like ha-ha, <laughs> this is how you get to start out. But we all do, we all do, right? So there's no, there's no judgment on the beliefs at all. 
But the other thing I want to mention is the way our conscious and subconscious work because our, our subconscious anyway. So, so our conscious mind, you know, when the mind that says, you know, makes the new year's resolution and says that I'm going to go to the gym, you know, every single day for the next year. And I'm going to be like iron woman or, or whatever, whatever your new year's resolution is. Um, your subconscious mind is the one that's kind of going, yeah, but you really like donuts and you really like hanging out on the couch and watching Outlander. So maybe that's not going to work, you know? And the interesting part is their subconscious mind actually runs 95% of the show. Like 95% of our lives, our subconscious is actually running and it doesn't really matter how enlightened you are. (laughs) Our subconscious is still running. Um, and only five, 5% conscious and those numbers, you know, there's, they're debatable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but it's about that. And so, um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) So the, um, this is important though. So the, yeah. So, which makes sense why our, uh, new year's resolutions don't work. We're always like, why don't they work? And it's like, well, the, the subconscious and that's where the limiting beliefs are. So this is also where our, um, that our organs run, our blood flows, you know, like all of the things underneath are happening just subconsciously all the time to help us breathe and help us move and, and live life. And I always love throwing the question out there. If you've ever had it happen where you drive to work one morning and you get there and you're like, how did I get here again? Like, I remember driving here, but I don't like remember the drive. Have you ever had that happen to you before? Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I think it's happened to everyone. And the reason is because you've driven that route so many times, your subconscious says, oh, this is something I need to know. So I'm going to store it as fact so that it'll just run automatically for you. Well, this is the exact same thing that happens with limiting beliefs. So when you're in that age between the zero and, and eight years old or so, and something happens, and then it happens again, and then it happens again, your subconscious decides, oh, I need to store this as a fact. This is something that keeps happening. So it could be, you know, that you're stupid, or, you know, I'm stupid, or I don't know what I'm doing, or people don't like me, or, you know, I don't trust you, or they're usually things that kind of happen within our family system that happen over and over and over again. So our subconscious stores them as fact. And as we get older, it whips it out when it needs it in relationships with, you know, work in our lives, you know, all over the place. Right. And so that's where um, and that's when stuff kind of starts not working as well as we would like it to. And we don't understand why it's it's because of our quote unquote limiting beliefs. Very well explained from your side. So (laughs) when we face this limiting beliefs and also about doing this inner work to really get ready for true love, you have different tools, Jenner, to reach that state. And one of them is Kundalini Yoga. Can you explain Mm. to us a little bit what this is and what it can do for you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Kundalini Yoga is is a beautiful, beautiful practice that I learned uh, many years ago. And it definitely is a different uh, form of yoga than your usual vinyasa flow in that it's um, the poses. So let me back up a little bit. Um, Kundalini Yoga was developed, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And 
in, in India. And one set or one yoga set was only given to the yogis that were at the highest level, like just one. So like, we're going to give you this one. <laughs> so it was very, very revered and um, very, very precious. And so one of those students was Yogi Bhajan. And he decided that the Western world needed this. And um, we all appreciate him for that because he brought it over here and has taught us hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these sequences that in Kundalini Yoga we call Kriyas. And so what they are, they're set postures, a set, a set series of postures with an intended outcome. So uh, example could be... Um, you know, this, this kundalini yoga could be for stress, or it could be for balancing your hormones, or it could be for, you know, creating a new future, or it could be, you know, there's so many different things. And actually, when we were in teacher training, we used to laugh and um, say, you know, oh, I've got a Kriya for that. I've got a Kriya for that. <laughs> there's a Kriya for everything. So a little bit different with the vinyasa flow, where the teachers are actually the ones that are creating the flow. These are really specific. And there's meditation. And then there's also the um, the kundalini within itself really. And it's a really powerful yoga that is literally raising your, your kundalini, which lays dormant at the base of your spine. So in your root chakra, and when you start doing some of these, these exercises, it starts raising your vibration and starts raising your kundalini. So it's, it's really beautiful. Yes, sounds almost magical, I would say. And, uh, <laughs> I got in touch with it before and uh, I wanted to make sure that the listeners uh, grab this and you could really explain it very well, what it can do for you. And uh, also another tool you use is generative uh, trance. Can you explain mm -hmm. that to us, what you're doing here for your clients? Yeah, yeah, it's generative trance and um, so the way I like to explain it is a lot, a lot of your listeners, I, I would assume know about NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Mm -hmm. And so neuro linguistic programming and generative trance both kind of came out of the same ideas from Milton Erickson, who was like the, the godfather of taking hypnosis and turning it into a way to help people in their lives, turning it into therapy. So, you know, taking it from back in the day when we used to like put the watch in front of people's faces and be like, ooh, we're going to hypnotize you. <laughs> and now we use it as a, as a type of therapy and a way to heal people. And that's all because of Milton. Um, so a couple of different people studied underneath him. And what one really big modality was the NLP. And I always say that is a very uh, masculine modality because there's a specific structure that you're using as you're going through the steps of NLP. And with generative trance, it's another one that came from him. And uh, the gentleman that developed it is Stephen Gilligan. And um, we always kind of joke that we're, you know, when we do his trainings, we're on Gilligan's Island, <laughs> if anyone remembers that show back in the day. <laughs> um, but so his is very feminine, this really feminine energy. And it's it's the same way where we're put, we're going into a very light trance. And when I'm working with my clients, they're connecting with their own subconscious. And together, we're having a conversation that is starts bringing them to a, a, um, to a conclusion or a clarity that's really going to help them move forward in their lives. So instead of me like moving the process along, the client is moving the process along. And it's a really beautiful practice. 
Mm, very mm -hmm. nice. Sounds also very interesting. Mm -hmm. And Jenna, you do offer a woman group coaching program at the moment that is starting new. Can you give us some insights on that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, Jennifer. I'm really excited about it. I'll be launching it in February and I'm having conversations with people now because it's it's per application only. So I'm starting to have conversations. Um, but what it is, it's a five-month intensive uh, group coaching program for women to work through my five-step process that I call HEART. And this is the system that I created to call in my husband, to connect with the love of my life. And it's um, a really powerful process. And I'll just walk through just what each of the steps are real briefly. And the first one is heart connection. So um, we kind of talked a little bit before, right? Like connecting with your heart, connecting with your own uh, self-love and really getting into that place of stillness and calm and strength and confidence where you are um, listening to your own intuition. So that's the first step. And the second step, we talk about energy. And so another modality that I love to do is feng shui, which is a form of working with the energy of your space. So how can we create a sacred space that's going to you know, work energetically with the universe to call in the energy of love. And where, where is your space not having, you know, blocking that energy? Because there's a lot of places that that can happen too. So the energy of your home, but then also the energy of your life, you know, what are your habits? Who are the people that you hang out with that are draining you? And then there's people in places and habits that fill your energy. So we really work with, with all things energy that month and how, how we can start filling you up more. And then the next step, the third step is ask. So asking for what you really want, creating a really clear vision of what your future is. And I find it really interesting, but this is one of the hardest steps or most missteps for a lot of women that are coming in to do coaching. And when I ask them what they want, they're like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like they just, there's no vision. And I think it's really important to get clear on what that is so that when it shows up, you can go, oh, you're that vision. <laughs> it's really easy. And it also helps spot the red flags. It helps you spot the things that you don't want. <laughs> so that's really important. And the fourth step is rituals. I love creating rituals. And I think they are extremely powerful, whether they're done daily or monthly, but they really help you break free from buried wounds, trauma, loss in the past. And um, I just, they're a really important part of the practice. And the last one is transforming your mindset. So what are the hidden perspectives and attitudes that are sabotaging your love life? And what are the psychological barriers that are really getting in your way? And how can we begin to shift them? So those are the five steps that we're going to walk through in the five months. Sounds like a really great program and you, Jenna, are obviously the living proof that it works because you kind of attracted your husband and you are happily married since six years. <laughs> so <Yep>. <laughs> I would recommend checking out your program and I will put that in the show notes for people to find you. And I mentioned in the beginning that we would also touch today on the topic of broken heart and And we all know that this can be really tough and this can suck 
all energy out of you when you are in this process of being heartbroken and when someone breaks up with you or you lose someone or just the relationship isn't working out at all and you are left alone with a broken heart. So Jenna, what are the best approaches to deal with this situation of a broken heart and mending it? Mm, yeah, <laughs> we've all been there, right? We've all had the the broken heart and it really is um it really is a process and and depending on where you are in the stage you know i i work with women that have you know just ended relationships and i work with women that have been single for 10 years or or more that still have a broken heart that they want that they want mending And so I have recently created a new program that I call the Mend a Broken Heart Ritual. And this is a program that you can do in your home. So you get to do it on your at your own pace. And it's really a four-step process. And the funny thing about this process is that it spells rugs which is like, what, what does that even mean? Right? Like, like, I can't, you know, it's not cute, like heart, right. But then I started thinking about that. And I thought, well, when you have a broken heart, it kind of feels like the rug was pulled out underneath you. <laughs> Doesn't it? It has that feeling. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so this, this process is four steps. And um, the first one is to release Like where, where are we still holding on to the emotions, the anger, the fear, the sadness, and maybe not even just consciously, right? Like maybe it's not happening there. Maybe it's happening subconsciously. Sometimes, you know, like I mentioned, you know, if it's the relationship that we haven't had for a while, but we still get pings from it. Like it's still, we still notice that there's some triggers that we're having from it. Or even when you get into a new relationship and you kind of start comparing the two of them, you know, we've all done that. <laughs> Or maybe your new partner is starting to say something that re that reminds you of something your old partner said. And then, you know, then everything just kind of hits the fan, right? You're like, oh, this, is, this isn't what I wanted, right? So there's all these triggers and these things that can come out from past relationship if we don't really release the old emotions, the old fear, the old sadness, and everything that came up in the relationship. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, what would you say are some pract practical tips when someone listening is in this very situation just being heartbroken? And what can you do to move on with life? Yes. Thank you for that question. So I I think one of my, my most favorite things to do is release writing, which is really just, it's different than journaling. It's this continuous writing. You just keep writing until all the emotions come out. <laughs> Excuse me. And when you do that, it's like you get to say all the things that you wanted to say, but you never got to say, right? Or maybe they were just too nasty that you would never actually say them out loud. Like you can really get in there and dig deep. And I actually call it the F you letter because, um, because for that reason, because instead of it just saying, just saying it's a, Oh, it's a nice release letter writing. Like I'm just going to release my emotions. It's more like, let's get in there. What really pisses you off about that relationship and what are you still really holding on to? And so when you, you know, I say set the timer for 10 minutes, you know, get your, 
get your pen and get your paper and make sure you have no, you know, obstructions for a little while because you're going to want some, you know, time with yourself after as well. And just start writing. You know, um, you can, <clears throat> some sentences that I like, you can start with, but really it is at your own accord. You can say things like, I am mad because, or I feel betrayed because, or I'm disappointed because, or I'm scared because, and just, just start writing. That is a really good tip you gave there. And it's really sad that there is a magical connection between your mind and your hand when you start writing, like mm -hmm. magical things happen. And uh, I do believe in that because I write all the time, everything that is in my mind down, all the creative ideas that come up. And I'm sure that it can also help, as you mentioned, when you are heartbroken and in this tough time to release all these bad emotions out of your system out of your uh, energy or your body. Yes, absolutely. It's really powerful. And I love that you use the term magic because it really is. It, it's very magical because by the end of the letter, it's like you're just, it's like you got it all out and all of a sudden you feel lighter and you just feel better. It feels good. And I always suggest, you know, ripping it up or I love, you know, putting it on fire, setting it on fire, throwing it in the fire pit and, and really like, you know, energetically, like I'm done with those, mm -hmm. those emotions, those, that energy. Also magical to work with the elements like fire mm. or I know there's also a way to throw something into water, like into a river that flows away. Mm, I love that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. So Jenna, you mentioned that you have especially for that case a freebie on your website a special meditation for mending a broken heart can you tell us about yes absolutely so i created a breathwork meditation and this is a really powerful way to work with your own breath to release the uh, buried wounds and the old emotions that are still stuck within your body to really allow them to be released and let go And I actually um, started doing breath work after my dog passed away. I was, and she was 14 years old and she was, she was, she was like my child, you know, she was, she was, I love the crap out of her. <laughs> and so when she passed, I was definitely heartbroken and it, I discovered breath work. And I remember after the first time I did it, I felt so so much lighter. And I was laughing. And I literally picked up the phone right away and called my husband at work. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, you have to try breath work. I'm laughing. I'm smiling like, you know, for the first time in what had been I think it was like, a, that was like a, a month and a half after she had passed. And I was just like, it was like this wave of, you know, my spirit coming back. So I started creating these meditations and I have one for loss for people. And then I also have one to mend a broken heart. And I, I highly suggest um, to download them. And you can get them at my website, jennerlinden.com. 
Great, fantastic. So I think we covered all that and everything will be in the show notes to uh, find it and to download it for free. So Jenner, the last words to round up this inspiring love episode are open to you. So what is your, the best advice you can leave the listeners with inspired today or your favorite quote, a big book recommendation, whatever comes to your <laughs> mind right now? Yeah, well, the thing that comes to my mind and I think is, is really important is to, is to take the time to quiet down with yourself. And even if it's, um, you know, if you can only do 10 minutes a day, that's great. If you can do 30, that's amazing. But we're in a world where we are getting filled up with so many things and whether they're good or bad, right? Um, you know, um, It, there's amazing books and obviously podcasts. Your podcast is phenomenal. I love the people that you have on here, Jennifer. And But it's important to also, you know, after you're done listening to the podcast or you're done reading the book, to really go inward and take your own time to process it yourself, to process what you learned and really how you can use it in your own life instead of jumping into another another program, another thing right away. Like, you know, kind of like relationship. We want the next best thing to heal. How can we do this? How can we do that? And I think our, our most valuable healing tool is our own self, our heart, our breath, our body, and, and really getting connected inward. Very nicely said. So Jenner, it was an honor to have you on Pure Mind Magic today, sharing all your knowledge and your secret insights around love. And I'm sure a lot of people listening feel really inspired and are attracted to your website. So thanks again for being my guest today. Oh, thank you so much, Jennifer. This has been amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 99 of the Pure Mind Magic podcast. And I hope you got some great advice from Jenner Linden all about love. And you are about to check out her free meditation. I advise you to do so. And also, I would be very happy if you give it a short glance, my brand new first online course on Udemy that you can get at the 90 percent discount with the coupon below this episode. So check it out. I'm sure you're gonna get some cool insights and hidden resources where to find great business partners for whatever field you are working in. And you know, episode 100 is coming up and it is said that this is kind of a magic number. Maybe it is, we will see. So I decided to bring you a special guest celebrating this number of episodes on the Pure Mind Magic Show and the guest will be Jarek Robbins. And we will talk obviously about high performance and how you can perform better on a daily basis and just get more done in a day. He's just amazing. He has all this great energy. You can feel, you can tell. So tune in. And I decided to launch this episode over the Easter weekend now so that you get some extra inspiration while searching for some chocolate eggs in your house. That's the message for today. I wish you all the best. Have some great holidays, a nice weekend and talk to you soon. Until then, create some magic.